0: Come Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to make the lifestyle changes we need to make to live this normal Christianity that we just witnessed and seen on this video. Make us normal Christians. Come. Break off anything that's not of you today. Let your words... Be like a sharp two-edged sword that pierces the joints in the marrow, that pierces our soul and spirit, that pierces us. Let us walk out of here today changed by the power of your love, your spirit on us. Lord, let your words flow and your love flow. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Jesus name Jesus Jesus come so we're singing open the floodgates of heaven they've been open we don't need to sing that what we really need is open these thick noggins to receive the floodgates receive what's coming in the reason why this type of Christianity isn't being lived is because we're living in the flesh it's time to stop. This is a challenge today. And the only way I know myself that helps me, I want to share with you. And I've shared it with you many, many times. I've even started a book on it. And I can't get done because every time he just gives me more revelation, more wisdom on this area. But I can give you four lifestyle changes that if you would implement in your life, you will get this. And how many are willing to... So they at least listen today. Four simple lifestyle things. And I've shared them before with you all. But every time I get new stuff. And so I just want to. Share these four simple lifestyle. Changes. Or lifestyle ways to live. That will take you into a place. Of your destiny and your purpose. Jesus said that the. Thief comes, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's John 10.10. But the second half of that verse says, But I, Jesus, has come to give you life, and to give you life more abundantly. How many want to walk in abundant life? How many want to know how to walk in abundant life? Listen to me, not as I speak, but listen to me as I speak the Word of God today. Please please Four simple <laughs> lifestyle changes or more, some of you might be doing one or two of these Deb helps me do them I don't walk in these all the time but she helps me she keeps me straight but the first one if you go to the next slide is simply to know him do you really know him I'm going to ask you a question and I want a fast answer if it doesn't come to you right away there's something wrong who's your best friend Jesus Christ or God better be your best friend. And if you can't come to that right away, there's something wrong. There's a hindrance. He has to be your best friend. And I've used this scripture many times with you all, but I'm going to read it again. John chapter 17, verse 3, you see the definition of eternal life. Listen to what Jesus says is the definition of eternal life. He says eternal life means to know and again, I'll break that word down, and I've done it many times with you. No means to be intimate with. The definition of eternal life is to be intimate. Intimate. And experience. Meaning that you actually experience God. If you're not experiencing God, you need to make some changes. Well, I don't hear the voice of God, or I don't well, then make some changes in your life. Because Eternal life means that you are actually going to be intimate with him and you're going to experience the only true God. And to be intimate with and experience Jesus Christ as a son whom we have sent. Everything you see in Jesus as he walked on this earth is God because he was the true representation of the Father God. Everything Jesus did was a picture of God himself. You want to see God? Look at Jesus in the Gospels. You want to know God? Look at His love letter to you. Begin to read it and ask His Spirit to show it to you. This is so important that we train our kids when they're young to memorize the love letter and to spend time in teaching them. But somehow we get off track and we make other things our God. Your number one purpose for salvation was relationship, not religion. Jesus never came to start a religion. He came to start a relationship with you. And he loves you with an unceasing, never-ending, perfect love. His love in perfection was for you and for you alone. And he just gives himself away to you. The cost that he paid to come out of heaven to give himself away to you so that he could have a relationship with you was huge it was huge, amen the most important thing you can do in life is to know him just as a Todd White's video said at the end we need to know him we need to know him by intimacy and experience I'm going to just share a couple scriptures here um, please write those down John 8, Proverbs 15, 14 I'll read that one um, Psalm 27:4 and Psalm 63:1 through 8. Get to know those scriptures. Study them. Memorize them. The best way I, I get to know God. Again, let me be practical. Is I'll start in Scripture. And uh, earlier session, I earlier service, I used Philippians 4:13. But let's use the one in Colossians that Christ in me is the hope of glory. So when I want to get close to God, I begin to take Scripture. This is the way I do it. You can do it any way you want. And I begin to meditate on it. Christ. Christ. That means the anointed. The anointing. The anointing is in me. And it's my hope of glory. I've actually got the glory of God in me. I begin to break down the scripture. That one scripture. Begin to think on it and meditate on it. And I begin to realize that the glory of God doesn't live somewhere else. In a temple made with with hands. Now the glory of God lives within this vessel. And I've got the anointing. Of the glory of God living within me. And I begin to meditate deeper into that scripture. If that's the one that I'm using. The glory of God lives in this vessel. The anointing of the glory of God is my hope in whatever I do. There's nothing I, I, nothing can get to me because I have the glory. The glory of God is in me. And that's the way I get to know God. As I begin to meditate on his word. And as I meditate and get deeper into His Word, He begins to talk to me and share His Word to me. And He shows me things. And He walks with me and He talks with me as that song goes. And it's not like an audible voice all the time, but He talks to me through His Word. As I meditate on it, the Holy Spirit begins to draw it out and take me deeper into it. And it's like going into the Garden of God and sitting there. And and He just shares His life and what He was doing when He came out of Heaven's glory for me and why. And I know I'm not worth it, but to him I am. And I tell you, it's so good to know him and how much he loves you. This is the most important thing you can do. Matter of fact, in James or in John Matthew, sorry. Matthew six thirty three it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. The number one thing is to seek him, his kingdom, his righteousness. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is secondary. As it shows in the, showed in the video. Let me read Proverbs fifteen fourteen. A wise person is hungry for the knowledge of God, while the fool feeds on trash. God is love. So if I'm seeking the knowledge of God, I'm seeking love. He gives us two commandments, Jesus. Basically to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, spirit. To love our neighbor as we love ourselves. God is love. And he demonstrated his love by what he did when he came out of heaven's glory and touched us. So for me to demonstrate his love would be to walk in the things that he tells us to walk in, to be close to him. Amen. One of his demonstrations of love is it says that by his stripes, by his stripes, you are healed. Is there any sickness in heaven? Is there any pain in heaven? Are there any colds or cancer in heaven? In heaven's glory and anointings in this vessel. Heavens, the anointed Jesus, the Christ, the hope of glory, is in me. Is anybody here that came here today have a little something I can pray for, a cold or a, uh, anything? Anybody came here today, maybe had a headache or something? Um, okay, I'm going to show you that. I'm going to lay hands on Lori and she's going to be healed. Why would she be healed? Why would I be that confident? Because I know that he says in his scripture that we are to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And that's a promise from the one who loves us. So I believe with all my heart that it's not me that's going to touch her and get healed, but it's the hope of glory that lives in this vessel is going to touch her. And it says that we are to go out, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. doesn't say that in Matthew chapter or, um I think that's six or eight versus six. So, what is what's going on with you, Lord? Can is it something we can say out loud? I've been having headaches, and my ears—they feel like they're um like they're being pulled. Okay, headaches, ear ear being pulled, and and I'm going to say some things, and I I, I don't want to. Sometimes in we run healing rooms, so sometimes what we say. And a healing room stays in a healing room, but I'm going to. Is it all right if I do a little healing room thing on you? are struggling with um, who you are in Christ right now. And when you saw this video and when you saw it, it touched you, didn't it? And what we've been saying has really been touching you because you know that the love of God and how deep it is for you, but you haven't, you don't know how to respond to it. You will by then to today, by the way. But do you believe that the blood of Christ is bigger than any headache? Do you believe that the blood of Christ that he paid for on the cross of Calvary and that his body that was shed for you can take away any ear issue? Do you believe that the mind of Christ is in you? We'll talk about that in a couple minutes. So when I lay hands on you, do you believe that that God can touch you and heal you? Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes, glory is healed command ear to be uh, any infection in the ear to go headache go in Jesus name command you to leave now by the blood of Christ and the broken body of Christ healing now in Jesus name do not return peace shalom peace of god fill you in Jesus name did you, by the way would I should have asked when I started praying did you have a headache do you know how's your ear Okay, that should be normal Christianity. That should be something that happens all the time in the church and and with us. We should be walking in this, not because of who we are, but because who is in us. That's an exciting lifestyle that you saw in the video that we should be walking in. But it starts first by knowing who he is in us and knowing him and who we are in him. Amen. The second thing that is super important is let's go to the next video or the next slide. And this one, I can't emphasize this enough. Is what you think is what you become. And before I read that verse up there, I want to read this one on that. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks... In his heart, so is he. As you think in your mind, so you are. What you're thinking today, you will become tomorrow. If you allow stinking thinking inside of your mind, you will become what you're thinking. It says Jesus came and he really emphasized this. He says, listen, I want to tell you the definition of some things. Murder isn't somebody just somebody going out and shooting somebody, but murder is if you hate somebody in your mind, you've already committed murder. Adultery, if you're already thinking about it in your mind, you've already committed adultery. And Jesus tried to teach us in these points about what goes into the mind. So this is so important to us, what he brought us. What did he bring us? His own mind, and he gave it to us. Look at this verse. Who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But what do we have? What gift did he bring when he died on the cross? He gave us his mind. And I, in Hebrew, the word um, thinking actually is a picture of a gateway. And I want you to see this and understand this. In Hebrew language, thinking is a gateway. Who is the door in John chapter 10? Jesus. If we allow the mind of Christ to be upon us, if we allow the door who is Christ to be the gateway to open up all the things of heaven to flow on us, and if we give him the authority to keep out all the junk, and when the junk comes in, we put it at his feet, come on, somebody's going to get this. Somebody's going to understand what this means. This means that you don't have to do it in your own mind. You yield and say, I've got the mind of Christ. I've been given the Holy Spirit. And when this junk gets in me and when the enemy comes to steal, come and destroy up here and gives me these rotten thoughts, I put them immediately before the cross of Christ. Let me read two scriptures to you. And please write these down, those that are having trouble in the area of thinking, wrong thinking. These two scriptures will help you if you memorize them and understand them. The one is 2 Corinthians 10.4. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We get strongholds in our mind. It's here where the war goes. Listen to verse 5 here. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every single thought that comes into your mind, you bring it into the obedience of Christ. Every single thought that comes into your mind, you bring it into the obedience of Christ. Here's the answer. When thoughts come into your mind that are not of God, you bring it and give it to Christ. He's the door. He's the gatekeeper. Give it to him. But what do we do? We think on him and we begin to kind of like Expand them out and then another thought comes and another thought comes and all of a sudden we're in bad health or in bad anxiety or bad worry or our mind has now got us off on something that's not of God. The battle is in your mind and until you get and understand this, you will continue to be in that battlefield. Please, he gave you the mind of Christ. He paid too high of a price for you to stay in that state. Don't you know what he did when he came out of heaven and died for you? He gave you all the tools. Why would we not use? You know what that really is? That's saying, God, what you did for me on the cross isn't enough. And I want to just control my mind the way I want. And when I live in this stinking thinking, I don't trust you to take care of me. That's what you're doing. So when you get into that depression and into that anxiety... And into that stuff. And then you know what we do as a society? And I believe in doctors. I really do. And I believe that sometimes um, prescriptions need to be taken to get you to a point. But then we de- start medicating our minds. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. I can't take this stuff. So I'm going to have to take this medication from the doctor. you got medication. It's the mind of Christ. If you take the thoughts captive and give them to Him, you can get free of this stuff. He's the only way to get free. I see my brothers and sisters in Christ living in this stinking thinking mode. And you just... And I, I if it wasn't for my wife, because I'd give her the authority anytime I start to say something... Now, she doesn't know what's going on in my mind, but anytime I say something that's not of God, every time I begin to act in a different she's got authority to kind of slap me upside the head spiritually. And we should have people like that in our lives. Amen? Because we get off. We get off. And, but I've been given the mind of Christ. Look at 2 Corinthians 11:2 it says for I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy for I have betrothed you to one husband that I might present you as a chaste virgin to Christ verse 3 but I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness so your minds may be corrupted by or from the simplicity that is in Christ the enemy comes and starts playing up here and takes you away from the simplicity that's in Christ and here's a simple fact Jesus died for you, and he loves you, and he's given you every tool you need to come into that love and to have purpose on this earth. Before the foundation of the world, he thought you out and put you here for this time for a mission to be accomplished and a destiny. You've got all eternity to spend with him. You're going to have, basically, your spirit is already in heaven, as it says in Ephesians 2.6. All eternity with him. You're going to get a recreated body that will never die. But while we're on this earth, we have a mission and a destiny and a purpose. And that's to take the blessing that he gave us and be a blessing to others. But so many Christians are in the mode of, I'm hurting. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm so they're all into themselves trying to get themselves fixed. How can they be a blessing to somebody else? You were put on this earth to be a blessing to others. How do you bless others if you're in the state that you're in outside of Christ? This is huge. You need to think on the word of God. If it's not from the word of God, give it to the gatekeeper. Take it into obedience and give it to Christ. Amen. So we need to know him. We need to take every thought captive. We have the mind of Christ given to us. It's not about our works and trying to do a a 12-step process or this or that. It's basically you have the mind of Christ. Do you believe that? And It's impossible for him to lie. Or you don't. Faith actually takes action. Faith actually steps out and starts to do something even when you're in a state. I might have stinking thinking, and I might have bad habits, and those habits might keep coming back, but I've got the mind of Christ. When the habit comes back, I'm going to keep throwing it down, and I'm going to keep throwing it down. And yeah, it returns, and I'm going to keep throwing it down, and I'm going to keep throwing it down, and it might return again, but I'm going to keep throwing it down because I have the mind of Christ. You've got to keep on. You have to persevere. You can't stop. You have to keep going. There's an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. His idea is is you're not going to walk in your purpose and destiny. I'm going to take you out, and this is his way of getting back at God is I've taken your children and I've made them ineffective for your kingdom. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Your inner reality actually becomes your outer reality. And again, what were those two commands of God? Basically to love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. How do you love him with all of your mind if your mind's, into this polluted area when we plant seeds in our mind they will grow there is a kingdom um, what's the best way to say that basically the kingdom has a rule there is sowing and there is reaping you sow into the kingdom You reap the kingdom. You sow into the flesh. You reap the things of the flesh. This is simple stuff. It's all in the love letter. It's all there for every one of us. But many of us don't, I don't know, well, forgive me, Lord, I won't go there. Number three, number three, uh, the next one. This is simple, too how many of you've heard that old expression about if you don't have anything good to say don't say anything at all how dare us ever to speak anything outside the word of god we're kingdom children children of the king and we're running our mouths and garbage and pollution's coming out of our mouths and Christians are some of the worst gossips there are, and we talk negative about people. We talk negative about things, and oh, woe is me! Oh, I can't wait to die! Oh, that, you know, we talk about stupid stuff. Don't talk that way. It says that if anyone speaks, they should be do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Are the things coming out of your mouth from the word from God? If they're not, shut up. No, seriously, I mean, I can say that. Forgive me, Lord. I know you wouldn't have said it that way. So that was flesh. I, for- I ask for forgiveness for that. That wasn't from God. That was from me. <laughs> he really wants us to talk. His talk. There's a kingdom talk. But we get caught up and we talk world. And we wonder why we reap world. Talk the ki- Talk of the kingdom. Every word... If you speak, is it from God? If it's not from God, don't say it. Let me give you a couple of verses here to emphasize this. Here's what Jesus said about our idle words. This is in Matthew 12:36 and 37. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, and this is Jesus saying this, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Here's in Proverbs one of our one of the more famous ones that most of us should know is Proverbs 18 and I'll start with verse 20. A man's stomach will be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. Now in a spiritual realm what that really means is basically whatever you're speaking is going to fill you up. Pretty simple. From the produce of produce of your lips you're going to be filled. Okay, that's Verse 20. But verse 21 is the one I want to share with you. Verse 21 says. Death and life. Are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Death. And life. Are in the power of the tongue. Everything you say. Will either bring death. Or it's going to bring life. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. I'll say it again. Everything you say will either bring death. Or. Word will bring life. That's the word of God. Amen. So why would we not speak abundant life all the time? Don't let anybody get to you and get you talking trash talk and garbage. You know that old thing about washing your mouth out with soap? Wash your mouth out with the word of God. Hallelujah. But it's important, please, please, please get these points. These are simple points. Stop talking negative. And then we do stuff like, the, under the guise of our testimony, we go back into our old sinful life and like boast about it and talk about it all the time and everything. You know, if it's not for a testimony, quit talking that trash. That stuff's been cleaned up. You are now a new creation in Christ. You are alive in Christ and God is in you and you've been recreated, reborn into a kingdom and you are a kingdom child. Start acting and talking like a kingdom child. Again, if it's not something good, don't say it because it brings forth death if it's not good. If it's good, it's going to bring forth life. Amen. Boy, I got to move on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And let me give you an example. And I shared this example. You all have heard it before. But um, Israel was supposed to go into the promised land. It was an 11-day journey from where they were to the promised land, by the way. So they're at the bank of the Jordan River, and they send spies out. Everybody know that story? Twelve spies went out to spy out the land. Now, God has already given them the land. I don't even know why they're sending spies out. But anyway, they send spies out into the land to spy out the land. Ten spies come back and say, whoa, there's giants in the land and they're big. And they're like, they got mighty armies and they got big walled cities. And oh, man, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. What are we going to do? That's called grasshopper talk. Because God had already promised them that land. Two of the spies came back and said, boy, there are giants in the land. But God said we can take them. And this is the land of milk and honey, and the grapes are like this big, and man it is like what all oh, what God said. Well, they believed the ten that said they were giants and they were afraid and they didn't they weren't gonna go into the land. So God basically said, Fine. They wandered another forty years and every single one of them died in the wilderness. Every single one of them died in the wilderness except the two. Spies who actually were saying we needed to go in. We've been given a promised land on this earth to bring the kingdom to other people. But it seems like a lot of Christians are dying in the wilderness because of what the grasshopper talk that comes out of their mouth. This isn't a wilderness. We're supposed to be in a promised land bringing that a kingdom, bringing that to other people. You're supposed to be in there right now, touching other people for Christ. Not living in your wilderness. Oh, that's just a lot in life I have. It doesn't say that in the scripture. And if your mouth doesn't line up with the scripture, don't say it. Don't say it. i got to keep moving on here. The last one is, if you go to the next one here, is, you know what? Just do it. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. It's nice. To hear this, but if you're not doing it, what good is it? If God said it, he meant it, because he can't lie, do it. If God says you're supposed to pray for the, or, or heal the sick, he doesn't say pray for the sick. If you're supposed to heal the sick, then go do it. If God says you're supposed to pray without ceasing, then you go pray without ceasing and you continue to be praying without ceasing. If God says something in his word, it probably is a good idea to do it because he's God and we're not. And he probably knows a little more than we do. And why do we have such trouble obeying the word of God? I personally have trouble and I don't get it, but I get slapped sometimes. Why? If it says it, do it, period. That's it. Settled. I tell you, it would really make your life a lot easier. It really would. I know when I'm walking in doing the Word, instead of being a hearer only, boy, it's much better. Much better for me, anyway, when I'm in there. Let me read Proverbs 4.4 to you. This is God talking to you. It says, never forget my words. If you do everything that I teach you, you will reign in life. Let me say that again. Proverbs 4.4. 4, Never forget my words. Do everything I teach you, and you will reign in life. If you're not reigning in life, maybe it be, might be a good idea to get kind of obedient to the Word of God a little bit. Because there's a blessing that comes when we're obedient to the Word of God. John chapter 15, verses 9 and 10, Jesus kind of tells us, he explains this to us in, in this section. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you will remain in my love. Just as I obey the Father's commandments and remain in his love. How do we obey the word of God? By, actually, how do we remain in His love? By obeying the Word of God and keeping the commands of God. Well, let me see. I don't like that one. Really? Eh, that one's not... Honey, don't don't get on me for this one over here. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to seek first the kingdom of God. i got some other things i got to seek first, okay? So don't, don't give me a hard time for that one. Well, I'll get to that one later. Oh, and um, let's see what else I can... See, oh, you know what? You know why do I have to speak the word of God? I want to tell that joke. You know that? Can I tell that one joke? She's <laughs> she's saying, "Well, oh, where's he going? Where's he going? Um, do you get it? Do you understand? We need to obey the word of God. This is simple. The simplicity of Christ and all this is very simple. These are four lifestyle points that work for me. And I know that they'll work for you because they're in the Word of God. So let me um, let me just read Matthew 4.4. 4. I've got that one written down. You guys, are, I don't see anybody writing. Are you writing these verses down? Okay. Matthew 4.4 4 says, and this is when Jesus was tempted um, in the wilderness. And the devil's got him in the wilderness and trying to tempt Jesus. And Jesus says this to him. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How do you live? You live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And here's his love letter. This is his word. Now, granted, I know he does talk to each of you. and gives you some other things, but I'm going to tell you, here's the simplest way to know if it's God or not. It binds up with this. Because it does say there's an angel of light out there that will come and try to deceive you. <sighs> does this make sense? You guys are quiet. <laughs> so, simple, simple. Let me, again, be simple with this. If you want to walk that Christian lifestyle... It's not about you trying to act religious or trying to do it in a religious manner. It's getting to know God first. Know him with all of your heart. Love on him. Know that his love for you is greater than the love that you can ever give back. He loved you so much that he came out of heaven's glory and died for you. And gave all. The question I have to you, does your lifestyle right now line up with someone who is appreciative to the one who gave all for them? Does it? Does your lifestyle right now line up to the one who gave all for you? Because I know I'm going to see him someday and I'm going to have to stand before him. And I know he wipes away every tear, but I'm going to have to look him in the eye and say, I know you gave everything for me, but I didn't give everything for you. And I know you saved me and I accepted that salvation, but I wanted to do my own thing. I'm going to have to look him right in the eye and uh, is my life... Right now a living sacrifice turned over to the Holy Spirit And I, Holy Spirit take this vessel right now And you can have me For I've been bought with a price And the price was high, the blood of Christ And everything that is here is yours To do with what you will Whatever you want Take me into a place, Holy Spirit, of relationship with God Holy Spirit take me to a place Where the gatekeeper, Jesus watches over my mind and I have the mind of Christ and Holy Spirit I know that you've been given to me to lead me into all truth and to show me the things to come I know that when I speak let me speak the words of God because when they are spoken under your anointing Holy Spirit they touch hearts and minds for your glory I know that when I speak the words that you gave me to speak that they have power and they have authority I also know that when I'm obedient to your word that you're using the vessel to touch other people. I know that. I ask for your forgiveness for me taking control and trying to do it my own way. Now I know that none of you have ever done that. I'm sure that most of you are walking knowing him as your best friend more than anything. And I know that your minds are clean and you Thinking the right thoughts, the thoughts of mind of Christ in that when you speak you're only speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and I know you do everything that the Word of God says but I have trouble with these things so I got someone to help me <laughs> here's a suggestion um, get a, a mentoring partner someone that can help and then cry out to the Holy Spirit and understand that he's been given as a comforter See. This life wasn't meant to be comfortable. You weren't meant to be comfortable. That's why he's called the Comforter. Do you ever think about that? You think that, oh, I've got such a... You're going to have struggles and trials and tribulations in this world. But you've been given the official third person of the Trinity called the Comforter to comfort you and to take you and lead you into these things. So if I could have uh, Amy come on forward and we're going to close this time. I'm telling you, there's an adventure out there for every one of you that's more than you could ever think or ask. And the Holy Spirit's been given to you to take you there. And how much you allow the knowledge of Christ and intimacy with God to get on you. Your mind to be straightened out and have the mind of Christ. The more you speak under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and not speak words of flesh. And the more you're immediately obedient to his word of God the more you will walk. You'll walk in the destiny and purpose that He created you for. So I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward right now and uh, use this altar time as a time to just cry out to God. If there's an area in any of these areas that you need maybe some, some more help from the Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell you He's also called a helper. Yeah, He's got some cool names in the Holy Spirit. He wants to help you through this stuff. I'm going to have everybody stand right now. I just want to make sure. Have you really lined up your life and have a relationship with Jesus? It said that when he came out of heaven's glory they talked to Nicodemus and he was telling Nicodemus about the father and how the father loves him so much that he only He sent his only begotten son and whoever believes in him will have eternal life this eternal life this is what I've been talking about life if you haven't made that choice yet today is your day today is your day also if you may be fallen away maybe you've not um, walked in this by the way I I want the altar team up here so if I can get the altar team up here Um, if there's been issues in your life sickness any type of disease that healing can come today if you've gotten a bad doctor's report today's the day to get that fixed because Dr. Jesus Jehovah Rapha he's called the Lord that heals you is here today If you've got some emotion, some anxiety, some worries that have come on you, today's the day to get that fixed, for you've got the mind of Christ. And we'll pray with you about that. If you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, today's the day. Receive that baptism of the Holy Spirit for the beautiful power of the Holy Spirit given in you, touches you and changes you and molds you and shapes you into these things. Whatever it is, if you just want more, maybe you're doing great and you just want more. Let's seal this by coming to the altars and just getting in relationship with Him right now. It's nice to hear a message. It's nicer to make the commitment afterward and seal it in your heart. So as I said before I started and when I was starting, please, please, I hope you're changed today. I hope these words resonate deep within your spirit. And I hope that you would come forward into his presence. See, faith comes by hearing, but also faith is an action. The Jordan River never parted for them until they started to walk in it. They had to actually walk into the water. Sometimes you have to take some steps and walk and believe in faith. So I'm going to close now, and Amy's going to just. Uh, Sing a song here and if you feel like you have to leave go, but I would suggest you stick around for a little bit. Just soak in the spirit, come forward. Get some prayer if you just want to get alone with God, get alone with God. But take the steps to come forward. Show the world. Show your person sitting next to you that you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go get prayed for. I'm gonna make an altar. I'm gonna take myself before God and lay myself out. So come. Come. Father God, let them come. And the Spirit and the bride said, come. And they call. Come. Come to the Father. Come to the Father. Come. Come to the one who loves you. Come to him. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just give you the glory. Give you the glory.